This program is sponsored by George Satari CPA. Hello, humans, to the Writing is on the Wall radio broadcast coming to you from WHKW 1220, a Salem radio station. If you wish to call in and ask for clarification or to comment, please call 888-677-9673. Once again, that phone number is 888-677-9673. Please address me as T.A. for I am the teacher's assistant. And that phone number, once again, is 888-677-9673. Well, we've gone over a lot in my time on the air with you, which is about four months now. And we have a lot more to go through. Um, But I have covered the broad base of everything. And we are going to have to go back and go over some very very important things. Um, As I sit here waiting to start the show, I listen to other um, preachers uh, on the air who are sending out their message, and they are well-intentioned, no doubt, but I listen to them explaining things, and it's like one blind guy trying to explain to another blind guy what color is like, because someone read him the description. And it's not, you're never going to find your way to color um, that way. You need to quit being blind. And that was the message that Jesus gave when he said that you, you have to take the scales from your eyes And you have to look at the Bible and all that God is to man and man is to God with the eyes of a child. Unfortunately, and I do mean unfortunately, we have all been raised by parents who thought it was a great idea to stick us into a religion for quote-unquote religious training. And they meant the Bible, but the religious trainers thought it meant religious training. So we have a lot of information that is not validated in the Bible that we have been sold as being part of God's franchise to us, and they're not. Like I said, it's... People grow up in a religion, the religious uh, people say this, that, and the other thing to one another, and when no one can refute them, they, they seem to accept it and pass along until basically everybody agrees to it. And then they present that as gospel. The Bible is the only gospel. Unfortunately, again, we have allowed religious people who are traditionalists at heart to translate the Bible. So we are not getting anything out of it like what God wanted us to get out. So that is going to be one of our main focuses. Correct terms, foci, but no one ever uses it. So we are going to have to work, and I mean work hard, to get... A, an explanation, a, what, an understanding of the Bible as it was written. In other words, what did the people see and hear that they translated into words and, ex- and that they could accept and pass on to us? Was it anything like, well, of course it had to be something like, God wanted us to get. So those translations have to go all the way back and reject religious teaching 
and go back to the time before the religions. Now, Jewish religion was created at the time of Moses, about 3,400 years ago, and they wrote down why they did it and why the people accepted it. So religions are not natural. They are an affectation of a group of people who want to learn and adhere to a code, a code of living, in order to accomplish something. And that is exactly what the Jewish religion was all about. They wanted to accomplish something that they had sworn to God that they would do. Of course, God knew them. And so he told them very upfront. This is recorded also in Deuteronomy. You will become the example before all men for good or for ill. And they have been. And they are continuing to be. The Jewish people are doing their job. Now, Anybody who wants to eradicate the Jews or any kind of Jew hatred, they're just plain stupid. And, of course, you shouldn't listen to anybody that's that dumb. They have prejudice. They have hate. But they're not very smart. Um, what can I say? This is just a fact of life. But becoming a Christian, if you could become a Christian, by that I don't mean a church-going Christian, because you can very easily. I mean like a disciple of Christ or an apostle of Christ. If you could become a Christian to that level, and you can, then you would understand why God has done everything for us, what he expects of us. Unfortunately, that is something that, if I am any indicator, takes a tremendous amount of work and application and not being put off and not accepting what other people say, a lot of praying to God, and then a lot of very assiduous reading of the Bible and challenging yourself. What does this mean? Why did God say this? What did God hope to engender in us? by laying this out. There's all the normal stuff of why didn't people obey him? I know when I was growing up, I, I had a thought. I said, what if the Bible is true? 100%. Now, because of something that happened to me, uh, a lot of things that happened to me, and I was at a very young age, I felt sure that the religious people used the Bible to control us, and it was all made up by them. Well, A, they do use the Bible to control us, but B, it was not made up by them. The Bible really is the Word of God. Unfortunately, again, keep coming up with unfortunately, religions have sold themselves to people as those who speak for God. And that is not true. Only God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, speaks for God. Everybody else speaks for themselves, myself included. God does not want you to believe in another human or the Bible or the words that I say. He wants you to accept the truth of the matter. But the only way you're going to be able to weigh and evaluate that is through understanding Christ. Unfortunately, that term, I'm going to have to figure out another term. Unfortunately, we are promoted the Bible by religious forces who bedazzle us with the miracles. 
and say you should believe on Jesus for these miracles and you will become Christian. Now that is true. You will become a second level Christian, if you want to call it that. You will uh, reach salvation, but the salvation that you will reach is not the one that you expect. You will get another opportunity to live and grow and become a Christian like Christ. But you'll have to learn to ignore the miracles and focus on the words because that's what Jesus said. He said, I come to you from God and I will utter nothing new. I am not here to be something else. I am here just to focus on what has already been testified, the original testament, which we call the Old Testament. And everything in his life was exactly a reiteration, hopefully in a way that would help people to understand. He was there to help people understand. But the thing that you most need to learn is that your will is sinful, not because a priest or preacher says that it is, because you don't understand what it is that God wants you to do. God wants you to succeed. He wants you to love your brother as yourself and to understand that you are all tied together. Earlier, a month or so ago, I told you that you are a cell in the body of man. God has one child on earth. His name is man. And you are a cell in that body. Now you can conform to what the body needs and wants and desires. Or you can be cancerous. The choice is yours. A lot of the cancerous cells have gotten together to try and poison the body. And that is something that I intend to focus on starting this fall. I'm going to try and get a group of people together and explain to them everything that there is that the Bible tells us and that our history tells us and show where they align and explain to them what the problem is and hopefully... If they can accept that, then we will all begin to let the public know. Evil, which is in each and every human, went all in about well, a little over 500 years ago. And the problems that we're having in our society now are because of that. Actually, it wasn't quite 500, but I'll lay all that out. But the first thing that I need to do over the rest of this summer is to try and get each and every one of you that's listening to me to think of this cleanly. Uh, you are worshiping a religion and not God. If you have any sort of religious leanings. Now, the problem is most people don't know what the term worship means. The original and full explanation of worship is not obeisance, which is the only part that anybody mentions these days. No, the full explanation is working in the master's vineyard to produce a finished solution. And that is humanity's job here on Earth. Planet Earth is God's vineyard. We are working in the Master's vineyard, hopefully to produce, to work together, to produce a finished solution. That finished solution is man aware of his place in the universe as the child and ch or children, if you prefer, of God. Just saying it doesn't make it so. You have to realize it. You have to understand it. 
you don't have to believe it. Belief is uh, something that is only available, or primarily available, to subjective decision makers. And I've used this term before. We all grow up that way, wanting what's best for us. As babies, all you can think about is what you need and what you want. As you grow up, hopefully you learn to live and work with others. And at some point, maybe you can even see yourself doing something for someone else that doesn't get you anything. And people, if they find out about this, will laud you for that. Because it is unusual. And it's not something they do or they don't do it often. So they will be complimentary. But they'll think it's such an unusual thing that you think if you do it once every five years, you're a pretty good person. Well, that's the problem. Doing things for others because it's best for everyone is called a service mentality. Gee, isn't that what Jesus said? We're here to serve others. That's it. Jesus was someone who saw color and lived color. Trying to explain it to us who are blind. He used enough words and enough descriptions and enough examples that if you really seriously want to understand why he did what he did, you can. But it takes constant, in-depth reading of the Bible for content. Ignore the miracles. They were there just to get the crowd involved. And he said that. He said it to John. Probably, said, probably reported in Matthew, Mark, and Luke also. But the important thing is that the miracles were just the showstoppers to get people's eye clicks. What he had to say was the important part. No man goeth unto the Father but by me. Now, that has been construed to say, but by believing on my name, which is the second level of Christianity. No. But by doing as I do and living as I live. Now, the problem is we all think, well, Jesus was special. I can't live up to that example, so I'm not even going to try. I'll be a little bit better than the next guy. But that's enough. No, it's not enough. We have a huge problem here on planet Earth, and that is people think of God as something that is adequately represented by religion, and religions are intemperate, foolish, Chirurgeons. That's a word you don't use often. They, they divide and separate things that don't need to be divided or separated, and they are not healthy to the body, the body of man. If you read over the New Testament, you will always, always, always hear Jesus saying, He is the Son of Man. He does not say he is the Son of God. Finally, when he's being judged by Pilate, and he said, so, these people tell me you're the Son of God. Are you the Son of God? He finally gets tired of saying, of refusing it, and he said, whatever. Because he knows what the outcome's going to be. Because God's told him. You have to go and be betrayed by the religion that the people I created worship in place of me. And he was. And that's the problem. Religions do not represent God. They represent the fallacies of man. They may mean well. They may work hard. 
but their God is a man-measured God. One that they can tell you, oh, if you do this and you do that, well, then you'll satisfy God. No, that's not going to happen. God will only be satisfied with your absolute first fruits. As far as your intellectual ability, your earnestness, your integrity, your desire to work until you find out what it is that God wants for you and from you. Now, if you can become a Christian, an apostle, disciple of Christ, then you will understand. But you don't get anything special. That just helps you along the way. If you can attain that, you're not, oh, I'm gold. I don't have to do anything else. Wrong. You are still one of the cells in the body of man. It is your job to try and make the rest of the body healthy and to keep it from harm and to keep it rolling, working towards that final solution that we were put on earth here to perform. Now, it requires us maturing, becoming more sophisticated, understanding what it is that God wants from us and why. And that's the important thing. God doesn't just want this from us or for us. He has a reason. He is developing us. And he has allowed us to develop on our own without any kind of assistance other than from the Bible. Oh, he sent Jesus. But once you find out that Jesus is a representation of the fullness of God. Then you'll understand that there was a portion of God that he said could become human and live as a human. This is a lot deeper than what most religious people tell you, which is that God, Adonai, God, um, and the Holy Spirit and Jesus are all the same. That is not true. The Creator God, Elohim, creates individual significant portions of himself, peels them off, to explain to us what it is we need to know at significant points in our history. And they reflect the things that we need to know and discuss and be part of at that time. Well, we're coming up on the break, and I, I hate to give up the subject, so we'll probably be back with it shortly after the break. But I want you to understand that Proverbs 3.5 should be your watchwords. Don't try to figure out everything. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and mind and soul and do not rely on your own understanding. And with that, I'll talk to you after the break. Thank you. Swamp. Fake news. Racist hats? Are you afraid to believe anymore? Well, let me tell you of one brave soul who, like David, slew Goliath. The true story of one man's fight against greed, corruption, and insatiable ambition in small-town Ohio, Checkmate reveals why passion and integrity are rare in the corridors of swing state politics. If you want to hear the truth, how the swamp operates in Ohio with all the political corruption in real time, get Steve Krause's tell-all true-life story, Checkmate, One Man's Fight Against Political Corruption, available on Amazon. As a newly elected state representative, Steve takes you behind the scenes, behind the closed doors, and rips back the curtain to expose all the lies, the deceit, and power-hungry gamesmanship. Checkmate reads like a TV drama, but it's not. Once you start it, you won't be able to put it down. Checkmate, one man's fight against political corruption by Steve Krause, available on Amazon today.
earned money. Are you tired of being the perpetual cash cow for every scheme, unreasonable program, and for all the fraud, waste, and abuse in our system? Well, good news. I can help. George Satari has almost 40 years of experience helping people like you keep more of what you make. It makes no sense that the more you make, the more they take. Let George help you keep your money away from the government bureaucratic waste and in your pocket. Call 216-651-1120 right now and schedule your free consultation today. Instead of a victim, you'll, you'll be, be the, the victor. victor. With many success stories, George helps with tax planning, estate planning, financial and business analysis, and more. The new tax law has many ways to save money with retirement planning, accelerated depreciation, up to 20% exception of net earnings, and so much more. Call 216-651-1120. That's 216-651-1120. You earn it, we'll help you keep it. That's George Satari, CPA, 216-651-1120. Again, to the Writing is on the Wall broadcast coming to you from WHKW 1220, a Salem radio station. All right, we're back from the break, and I've told you multiple times that it's my job to try and get you to shift your point of view. And when we started the program this, mor- this evening, I began by telling you that I'm having a uh, uh, I'm getting feedback from people that they're having a hard time shifting away from their religious uh, perceptions um, as we discuss the Bible. Um, they want to look at the Bible through the lenses, the religious lenses that they bought, that they built up over time. And I understand this, but um, that is not what Jesus asked them to do. And when I put that to them, they say, yes, I understand. We're supposed to come at this as a small child, open and absorbing and not with any preconceived notions. They go, okay, I got that. And then I'll say something in the Bible, and they'll, but this, but that. And I go, wait a minute, remember now, you said you were going to put away all your religious preconceived notions. Just look at the events and look at the stories and the descriptions that Jesus gave and give me some examples of what you think that might have meant. Well, this is turning out to be very hard because they cannot, the people that that I've talked to cannot seem to shift away from that. They can't envision what Jesus said in anything except a religious background. And I'm I go over with it and over it with them and over it and it just does not seem to compute for them that there could be any other application. So this is my job to try and get people to do as Jesus said and look at this with fresh eyes. To come to this as a child would, without any preconceived notions, just listening to what was said. So, I've been talking it over. I talked it with my producer before we started the show. And I'm coming rapidly to the conclusion that if I were to write a science fiction story using the precepts in the Bible that maybe I could get people's attention enough to listen to just what is in the Bible and not to the religious mummery that surrounds it, not have expectations uh, couched on in and on religious terms. So this is what I'm going to try and do. 
and it's not something I've done before, so I may not be good at it, but I'm going to try and write things up in a science fiction sort of way because science fiction is so new to us that we've got maybe only 40 or 50 years of preconceived notions, uh, starting with Star Trek, I think, in the 60s. I think everything that we got from Star Trek is still considered valid um, by the um, science fiction community. And um, I'm going to have to do some research, but this fall I intend to start doing that. If you have an interest in that, please get in touch with me. Please let me know whether you think that's a good idea or a bad idea and why. Um, it's just one of those things that um, it may not work either, but I have got to try, and I am practically at wit's end trying to figure out a way to get people to look at God's Word as though it's coming from his mouth and not something that a preacher has chewed over uh, to try and make it more palatable for you it's not supposed to be palatable for you. It's supposed to be something that will enlighten and involve your life. Something that you can use to build on. Oh, finally, I understand now what we're doing, why we're going this way, and what it is we need to do. Of course, I've mentioned in the past that the three things that we need to continually work in, you know, those things that the Bible has as the basics. What are you? Who are you? And why are you here on earth? As long as we are working on those and trying to understand, then we will continually be asking ourselves questions that don't have set answers. I know that for a fact that I am not the person I was when I was 12 or 20 or 30. I'm just, I'm not. But at the same point, I was basically that person. When I was eight years old, I swore an oath before God. Now, nobody would take an eight-year-old, no human, would take an eight-year-old seriously. But God, who knew me before I was born, took me seriously. I didn't even know that it was possible to swear an oath before God, but I did. And I told him. I didn't pray. I didn't ask. I told him. I will understand this before I die. And he has been gracious enough to grant me the opportunity including once when I should have been dead and he gave me another chance so I have continued on and I have found a tremendous amount I had to work on it from both ends both ends being the social human end all our scientific knowledge and supposed understanding the understanding is way behind the knowledge but I saw how the information was manipulated by people who wanted us to believe what maybe they believe. But even if it isn't what they believe, it's what they can use to control us. There's a gentleman named Dr. Ross who's written several books about the beginning of the universe, what they the scientists jokingly called the Big Bang, and they thought it was a joke. Well, it turns out that the part of the universe that we live in was created out of about 10% of the dark matter that is in the rest of the universe. There was an event now, according to the Bible, God used some of his essence to create 
the event. And it took six processings in order for our planet to be able to be formed with the materials on it that would hold life. Now, this sounds like science fiction, but it's in the Bible. The six eons leading up to man. Well, it turns out that Dr. Ross has discovered so far 117 or 18 individual things that had to happen one right after the other within varying time frames in order for life to exist on earth. Well, you might say, what are those things? There's a huge long list, and if you want to find Dr. Ross and look up his work, you'd be enamored of it. But my son asked me, Dad, what does this mean? It's mine, like rolling the dice. I said, son, dice had nothing to do with it. But if you were to use dice and you would roll them, you would think you'd find out that each of the dice had to land one on top of the other with only the single die pointing up so that no other die face would be recognizable. 117 times in a row. That's not, that's not possible. I said, you're right. It's not possible as a coincidence. It's not possible just rolling dice. It's not only not probable, it's not possible. Unless there's a guiding hand. The thing that amazed me that at the very beginning, split seconds between one thing and another is all it would take. If that wasn't done, then the process wouldn't have continued. A hundred and seventeen things had to happen in a row, one right after the other, without even one being absent or happening before the other. It had to happen exactly as it happened. Now, some of the time periods could have been years. At the beginning, the time periods were less than a thousandth of a second. And at a very, very important time span, there were 20 seconds when a particular aspect uh, that would basically bring us oxygen could have happened or could have not happened. And it obviously happened. Sometime in that 20-second span, when everything was available and the process needed to happen. So we need to read the Bible much more assiduously and not for religious satisfaction, but to understand the probability and the possibility that had to happen in order for us to be here on earth. Now, do I think that the earth is only 6,000 years old? No, that's silly. Do I think that mankind is only 6,000 years old? Ah. If you think of the body that we inhabit as man, then the answer is no. If, on the other hand, you think the body inhabited by the soul is the importance, the thing that makes an animal into a man, and aware of what is happening and able to plan for his future, then yeah, 6,000 years seems about right. It might be a little more. Depending on whether you read the Bible, the ancient to whether a millennium was a thousand years or two to the tenth power 
1,024 years. So six millenniums could be 6,000. Or it could be 6,144. We won't know. We need to work on it. This is what needs to function as our prime directive. I guess that borrows something from Star Trek, too. We are on the edge of going out into space, and we have not settled our home planet yet, our nursery planet, to be reflective what it is that God wanted for us and from us. And it will be necessary in order to succeed. Matthew 25, where the three servants were giving various amounts of responsibility to show what they could do while the master was away, is where we are. Whether you are not a believer, whether you are a church Christian, or whether you are a disciple of Christ, following his words and his actions, and actually becoming an objective decision maker. All three of those are still opportunities. And you have the opportunity to perform and to raise up and to raise up your neighbors to get everybody working on it until you know who and what you are and why you're here on earth. Why would you want to go elsewhere? It's okay. There's not a problem with it. But this should be job one working on who and what you are. And do not think that anybody, any human, can tell you exactly what you are or why you're here. They can't. This is something we need to work on. And in order to assist us, we're going to have to completely retranslate the Bible with a non-religious non-traditional focus. And that was the main thrust of my message this evening. We need to change our point of view. We need to retranslate the Bible. We need to work on this as the members of the human race that want to become serious adults who are working on it for everyone for all our brothers and sisters. Because everyone needs to understand that they are here for a reason. You are not an animal that just bumped his head and, oh, guess what? I know what's going on. No. When you read the Bible, you should understand that the words have been pushed to us through all time because they resonate with things that we do not consciously know or understand. But somehow or another, we realize that these things are important for us. We need to take that and not rely on the fact that we think we know what it's talking about. We need to work it until we understand why God had it written for us. And this needs to be everyone's job. Politics right now, which is another religion, is taking the forefront of the activity. It's on all the media, newspapers, radio, television. Unfortunately, religions are not promoted by God. God has nothing to do with religions. Any religious person that tells you that he can speak for God is lying to you. He may be lying to himself also, which is a possibility. 
which is why God outlined for us in the Bible the four cornerstones. And I've gone over this, and I'll go over it again. The foundation that humanity is to build on is God's knowledge, trust, understanding that we can and will succeed. The four cornerstones. Four cornerstones are wisdom, logic, what is it? Uh, the manipulation of logic, which is reason. So logic, reason, wisdom, which is checking. Is this a satisfactory real-world solution that works? And then the fourth is grace and truth. Now, in the past, religions will combine this and call it love. That is not correct. Love has many things. And grace and truth is a form of love. But it's more important than calling it love. Grace is what we have. It does not mean that we get to be foolish and childish and not do our jobs. It means that as long as we seek, we will get an opportunity to continue to seek. And eventually, if we work on ourselves, we will find God. We're guaranteed of that. That too is in the Bible. So, this evening, I've hopefully been able to give you a, a small clue as to what it is that we need to do, an overview of what it is that we need to do and why we need to do it, uh, what Jesus was trying to promote to us which was shifting from subjective to objective decision-making so that we could understand what it is that God wanted of us and why, and that we could invest what we were entrusted with so that our master would be pleased. There's only two places in the Bible where God says that he is delighted. And one, of course, with his actions by Jesus. This is my son in whom I delight. And the other, of course, was back in Jeremiah. When he said that if people want to brag, let them brag that they know and understand me and can justify everything that I have done for them on their behalf. This will delight me. So that those are our marching orders. That's what we need to work on. Understanding what it was that God wanted from us and why he wanted us to do it. So one of the things that I'm going to go over, um, I'm trying to uh, get um, people on Salem uh, Radio 1420 or others on 1220 that do radio shows about uh, temporal subjects, um, politics and uh, um, what our society is doing to Christians. Uh, leftism is an anti-Christian religion, and you need to understand that. Um, I have, um, I know people in my church who are quite leftist, and they think that they are being Christian, or they assuage their feelings by um, doing things uh, with hunger programs and that kind of thing, and that is important. But the reason you do it is also important. The I hope to become involved with these people and to explain to them how this came to be 
and why it is bedeviling us. It is another um, obstacle that we need to climb over. All religions are an obstacle that we created for ourselves that we need to climb over. The only obstacle that God gave us to climb over was the difference between subjective decision-making, which is how do I feel about it? What do I want? What do I like? What will it do for me? What do my friends think? You know, how will this uh, do me better, get me further along? To objective, which is what can I do that will make everybody better off? So that's the thing that's important, um, and that's the thing that um, the selfishness of leftism is totally against. It wants everybody to be individualized. I will write it out and explain it to them, and hopefully we'll be able to get on the same page, and I will throw things to them from my program, and they will bring their people to listen to me. Hopefully we can try and get across to everyone <clears throat> what it is, why we are suffering through this now. Uh, it's very important. It's important for us to reject the anti-Christian um, viewpoint that is that we are allowing to take over the homeland for Christians, which is the United States. So we're going to have to do that. We're going to have to work at that. But in the meantime, I'm going to try and create that science fiction uh, access to the Bible and try and explain it that way. Because most people are not, apparently, able to work through what is presented in the Bible as though it came from the lips of God. Uh, instead, they want other men to explain it to them and make it easy for them. And just because another human being chews it up and spits it towards you doesn't mean that it's any easier to digest or accept or has any of the nutrients in it that you need. So you should reject those, unfortunately. Again, we are all here because of religions, myself included. I rejected the religions, but... At the same point, not everyone is capable of doing that. Well, I'm in my final minute, so I'm going to sign off this evening. Um, but please keep in mind that God loves you and wants you to succeed, expects that you will succeed. And the easiest thing you can do for yourself is to become a, an objective decision maker following Jesus's Thanks a lot. Once again, this is The Writing is on the Wall, and we'll be seeing you, talking to you next week. Thank you. This program has been sponsored by George Satari, CPN.